0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, my name is Sanali Tare. I'm Senior Director of Content Experience with Cornet Global, and it's my pleasure here to be with Samarth Kasturia of Knight Frank. We're going to be talking about Beyond Hybrid today, but before we go into our discussion, I'm going to get uh, Samarth to tell us a little bit about himself. Samarth?
1: Thanks, Anali. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Uh, My name is Samarth. I'm based in Singapore. I'm the Regional Director for Workplace Strategy and Strategic Consulting for Night Frank. I help clients look at their workplaces and portfolios and try my best to help them navigate this turbulent times we live in.
0: Thank you, Samar. So beyond hybrid, what we're gonna talk about essentially is organizations are trying to increase the stickiness that customers feel by locking them into an ecosystem of products that are designed to seamlessly work together. And companies need to really start thinking about building workplace ecosystems that conveniently link together in a similar fashion, regardless of location. So that's sort of what we're gonna be talking about today. How do you envision Your workplace as a connected system enabling an employee journey
1: through work. I think that's a thank you for that, Sonali. I think there is a ton of thought that's going around the word hybrid at this time, right? So uh, the endeavor today is to look at what's next already, hopefully. And when we talk about, as you correctly mentioned, a lot of organizations sell you a cloud service, I won't name who. Uh, but you're so locked in that you add on products to it and there is a stickiness to that ecosystem, which is very hard to get rid of. Now, if we apply the same principles on employee engagement, I think there is a very powerful message to be had. So when we look at a connected workplace ecosystem, as you just described, there is an ability for us to center technology at the heart of it, a workplace technology mixed with productivity technology that can bring together all the aspects, including your workplace, including how you store your information, including how you get to your workplace, including a live building as an old concept is. So I know somebody is coming to me today, right? That is what a connected ecosystem might look like. To give you an example, this is again, a hypothetical example. This is not an active one. For example, if you have a super app, you can go and apply for multiple services through it, including transport, food, so if an organization has an ecosystem that's able to provide that benefit and ease of commute, getting to work, booking spaces, using spaces, coffee, concierge, all that together, that is one of the ways we can start thinking of an ecosystem of these, of how you work. That sounds like a good example of how connected work would be. Would you want me to describe one that is not connected?
0: I think that'd be great. I think it'd give us a little bit of contrast between the two and Yeah, that'd
1: be good. Thanks. So I think we're living in a disconnected ecosystem now, in general, with some exceptions, which are extremely smart buildings. I believe what we'll end up doing is we go to one service to get to work, another service downstairs, which is a coffee shop, to say, hey, listen, I'm running for a meeting. Can you pour me a latte? You get upstairs, you've got to figure out where a meeting room is. In this hybrid or partially remote world, that has a significant break in your continuity of thought in how you feel productive and how you get stuff done so that is where we are today in many parts of the world i would look at asia pacific but i would include europe america's still trying to get to that goal so the alive buildings as they say uh, are a far stretch uh-huh. the goal is to get towards that one ecosystem uh, let's say cornet has this employee engagement app which says you know what sonali i know you're gonna you're gonna have a meeting at 4 pm today I know it's three o'clock, I know the traffic, let me book you an Uber to get there because I know you don't drive, let's say. Your coffee's ready, pings you and says, this is your meeting room with your colleague and you can go on and have a productive day. Alternatively, in a city like Singapore, maybe I'm having a meeting with somebody who lives two blocks down, right? Why should I go to the office? We should just have an automated co-working space booked out for us where we could go. So that smartness is a big S in one of our global research pieces as well is something that is a hallmark of a connected ecosystem, I feel.
0: And I would imagine that, speaking to our theme for today, that working in a hybrid environment where not everybody is coming in, that stickiness, that connectedness, that heightened sense of almost being
1: catered to is even more important than before. Indeed. One of the pieces of research I read just now, quite recently, Sonali, was, I believe, from one of the big four research firms uh, uh, have said that managers, and we've learned how to do this, whatever you and I do before the pandemic, right? We are not new to the workforce. And I would assume 98, 99% of the workforce is similarly trained in selling, managing, being productive before this hybrid world came along. What we're seeing is that managers are reporting a significant loss of innovation, at least a 10% bump reduction in 2020 from Mm -hmm. 2019. That's a huge number when you put dollars to it. I'm not saying workplace contributes to everything, but I'm saying it does help if you are in that connected environment, right? because it's unlikely that we're all going to leave the workforce or uh, completely flip the way we work overnight. The other is that they're also having challenges, same report, challenges in managing and connecting their teams so cohesion is falling apart. So if Mm -hmm. the workplace is not there to bring that cohesion regularly as it was in the past, uh, maybe that ecosystem is the next one that we should strive, uh, you know, strive for.
0: Yeah, and I know, you know, you talked a little bit about engagement and productivity and how a connected ecosystem impacts that. Did you have any more to share around that? Because I would imagine that that would be of great importance to workplaces looking to do hybrid, or you know, there are so many organizations now looking at complete remote, or on the other side, there's you know, organizations essentially mandating that their uh, employees
1: come back into the office. So any thoughts yeah. on that? Sure. Um, I think that there is there are two drivers behind this conversation in general. I'm not saying one organization versus the other. The drivers are generally are the cost. And of course, like real estate is going a certain way, the businesses have suffered, their top line has suffered. So cost reduction is a genuine uh, requirement. I would say people do say that real estate is the second biggest cost, but the difference between the first cost, which is HR, and real estate is quite steep. So I would understand businesses want to help their people retain their salaries, retain their growth, and if real estate can optimize, sure. So that's one of the drivers. I think the other driver, which is major, is around looking at buffering growth and not having darker spaces as we go. So organizations are trying to rejig their workplace mix and saying, oh, well, I can drop 35%, but that 35% has to be reinvested in technology as we just discussed. For that reduction and optimization to work, that 35% has to be given back in the short term to build that ecosystem right now Mm -hmm. so that when growth happens, when the COVID situation is in control and we are free to choose, the choice is natural for us to say, listen, we're happy to be happy. Instead of this mass, return to work where landlords and occupiers are all stuck for saying, what do we do now? So some examples might be, I know that they're very, very intelligent clients of ours and clients that are investing in this very well. As you said, some of them are happy to be hybrid. So one of the public examples that I've recently read of are Standard Chartered is doing a great job uh, of partnering up with co-working operators, they're really seemingly thinking it through Similarly with NTT, where they've got a great deal with co-working providers. So they are buffering for an eventual saying, maybe we need space. How can we be accordion-like and flexible there? But it it's, it needs to be seen if they have that tech investment ready as well. I'm sure they do. Similarly, the people who are returning to work, tech is still very important as a layer to make sure that when people come back, they have the right technology to migrate them from this two-year experiment that we've all had. So a couple of examples, hope they helped, Claire.
0: And that's interesting what you, you know, sort of bringing that topic around technology, because, uh, I mean, you know, look at us, you're in Singapore, I'm in the United States, and it's allowed us to connect seamlessly across, you know, over the past year and a half. And you, you know, there's been an obvious ramp up in terms of how technology is used and what technology is used. Everybody's had to get sort of more savvy with tools like Zoom or WebEx, or, you know, whatever your organization uses. So, any insights into how companies can ramp up or what some successful companies have done as they've ramped up?
1: Uh, I think it's the ones that are going to be hitting the nail on the head are the ones that mix workplace technology and productivity technology together. If you're able to connect that with your physical space, such as the concierge services, the smart FM, the touchless entries, room booking systems, those are the ones, when you look at both of them together, I think those are the successful, likely to be the more successful implementations. Uh, this, if those two systems do not connect, then that's where the breakpoint happens, right? You may have a completely separate suite for employee feedback tools then a separate suite for workplace tools. another suite for where your files are, maybe where your meetings are stored. All that needs to talk to each other. I think that's the, the basis of getting that right, in my opinion. The issue is, of course, scale. Asia-Pacific-wise, we're notorious for massive, massive portfolios of millions of square feet belonging to one occupier. Those things take a lot of control, give a lot of control back to the tenant, where hopefully when organizations do make that change, it's going to be implemented smoothly. So fingers crossed on that. Examples-wise, I believe the tech ones are going to go highest, the, the quickest, the farthest, because they, anyway, for example, Google has a lot of interconnectivity with how they're physical and software or the cloud interacts anyway. So I'm looking at the tech companies to lead us in a a lot of ways into that new horizon. Pharma, of course, is the growth sector at this time. Mm -hmm. FMCG is the growth sector. Those are the ones that will also. So quick example, a large FMCG firm recently posted a fairly high EBIT from last year because they were able to swiftly ramp up from selling physical products to shopping online. Similarly, if people are able to ramp up their workplace technologies, that would be a great place to be.
0: And that's great. I mean, you know, those are some great insights. Bringing it back to our conversation on beyond hybrid, Mm -hmm. how does this technology, the connectedness play into that sort of environment where not everybody might be? in the office, but more people are coming in, or some people are completely remote, and some are in the office 100% of the time. I would, you know, just, uh, just looking at how organizations are uh, moving forward, there's sure to be some sort of blend in terms of where people are as they work, or during their
1: work day. Absolutely. So if the question is how to maintain that cohesion in that scenario, I feel it's, Changing the mode of communication, unfortunately, fortunately, as a default, right? In many ways, the default right now is to walk up to a colleague and say, hey, hi, you want to get a coffee? Over time, since the big ABW boom, I think we've seen, can I ping you on Teams instead and see if you want to meet me at the lobby? I think that transformation has to continue a little bit further, Mm -hmm. saying my default is to message Sonali for a meeting instead of trying to find her in the office. Right. If that mode of communication is changed, that blended piece would be would be much simpler. A good example might be on how mindfulness in the workplace has led to this. When in Singapore, for instance, when we started returning a little more at the beginning of the year to the office, we were still not 100% back. So, and we're all, in Night case, we're on sharing ratio. So our policy was that every invite, for example, still has a Teams link. Okay. And the spaces we book are not going to be spaces without green and a cam. so that if people are not in that day, they're working from home, they're still feeling as included as they would if they were there in person. So I think it's a lot of change management as well to make sure the blended future stays cohesive, but also changing and again part of change management, there has to be some communication program on how to stay, you know, uh, in that mode even if you're returning to office.
0: Yeah, that change management piece, I think, is going to be interesting from multiple levels, technology, also, you know, sort of the fear uh, that some employees might have that if they are remote and some are in front of management or the decision makers, the ones who are remote lose out. So I know I've seen some conversations around that too. So I would imagine that that communication piece plays well into into that aspect of the hybrid situation as well.
1: I agree. And as a quick comment, and I think it's like any change that we've seen in the last 15 years. There was a huge present question saying, if I'm not in front of my management, am I being perceived as working? If we could look back and laugh at that question today, that would be amazing because we've all not been into the office for a long time. Similarly, the question is, as much as in front of management and your seniors, are you missing out on the water cooler talk? Mm -hmm. Can you change that mode also to become a Teams group or a Zoom chat or whatnot? I think it's all stuff that we have to see how it goes. There's no, it is such a turbulent return to work environment that there aren't enough data points yet to see how that's going.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be an adventure for everyone, I think. Already is. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely, already is. HNI Global is a leading global provider of workplace furnishings and residential building products. A collective of brands, including Allsteel, Gunlock, Han, and others, come together to provide a full portfolio of solutions, allowing H&I to serve as a single-stop solution, no matter your company's size, price point, or design expectations. Learn more about H&I's process and people at hIglobal.com So, you know, this sort of brings us to the question around... The Great Resignation, how do you increase employee retention in this, you know, in the current scenario? We're seeing organizations lose valuable employees. There, We're seeing organizations having a hard time hiring employees that they, you know, that they see as contributing future valuable employees. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think, and again, as, as a workplace strategist, I will always try and link everything back to the office, but I know there is way more to it than that. We are in the middle of a, a bit of a renaissance in that way, right? So we are, we've are we been talking about contingent working and gig workers for 15, 20 years now. We've never seen a sea change in how employee structures are. Everybody still wants to be a part of a larger community and organization. And we haven't seen a big change. So My hope is that we will still have the organization cultures keeping us all together. I would look at the great resignation also as a great migration. One Forbes article recently said, but the point is that if we are able to create that stickiness as we started this chat around, if we are able to attract people that are so embedded in the way we work as one organization, and there is a lot of care, there's a lot of sympathy, there's a lot of empathy involved in creating that ecosystem. Uh, But there's also convenience. There's also the fact that I don't have to think twice and it gets done in terms of your workplace. I think that would be one of the factors that would contribute to retaining people. The second part about attracting and onboarding in these fun times is that it's very hard to communicate culture over a Zoom call. That's always been one of the pieces we're missing. I've been onboarded into a job in the middle of COVID, right? So i Was very fortunate that at least I got to go back 75% of the time. So I'm fine, but there are people who are now changing these jobs or are looking to change their jobs or roles altogether. This would be an interesting one for companies to attract people as such, right? Saying, listen, we have a great setup of ecosystem. We can lock you in, we can make sure you have a very productive day. And they will miss that when they compare it to their past lives. So I'm not going to say workplace is going to be the only driver towards attracting and retaining awesome talent. Mm -hmm. But also I do feel that it always has been one of the things that people say, you know what, good example. If you ask any Google employee pre-pandemic, what are the best five things about Google I can guarantee, or I can at least highly guarantee that they would say what their office is very cool in the top five things. So it has an impact. The the point is to build it well now, right? Where it's an employee-leaning market, the choice is still with the employees to say, listen, do we want to work with company A or B? If they're able to develop that amazing ecosystem, say, you know what? I book an Uber through my company's app. I get 20% off. That's great. And that becomes norm after a few months. Right. If I you know bank through my company's app, that's excellent. A couple of banks I know have included wellness services through there employee apps right so if you subscribe to yoga session with an affiliate you can walk into any of other uh, retail branches you get this amazing yoga session for a discounted fee or almost free as a part of their employee base not just customer so those are the steps that i think will still retain it now quote a very popular survey site this reports that go big or they will stay home i think <laughs> it's never been more true you know that uh, that's
0: really interesting i mean you know, what you brought up about well-being and, uh, you know, sort of creating that desire to stay with the company, that retention, you know, aspect of things, and then the recruitment aspect too. And what brings, that sort of brings to mind is, you know, and I'll throw the question out there, how do workplace strategists as yourself translate that into the hybrid environment, right? Where maybe the employee is, in their home three times a day, uh, three times a week, and in the office only twice a week. So is it about extending some of those aspects to their home office, or is it about creating that stickiness while they're in the office once a week, twice a week, thrice a week?
1: I think the biggest statement I make when clients are asking for a hybrid space is three days a week is not three full days a week. You can come in for an hour, obviously regulations notwithstanding. If you are allowed to be or you're accounted for space-wise for three days a week, if everybody is being enabled and, you know, encouraged to be fluid, you can be in office for two hours each day. Mm -hmm. So the stickiness still has to come from the office and your colleagues more than the office in in some ways. The office is just a place to congregate, right? It's... it just has to get out of your way and let you collaborate and focus good ones do so the first ability to communicate is to first make sure that people do not feel restricted saying oh it's not my day I can't go in I don't want to go in different story I don't need to go in different story so if you're able to pop in for a little while and that is where you connect your employees to the city not Mm -hmm. just your office right the second part of the fact that in some places where you're not able to have employees because of reg- regulations to come back in i think there are so many examples where people have done well there are banks that i know who are doing zoom free days just to make sure your mental well-being is there and zoom is an example like video call free days. Uh, there are people who are taken care of in so many ways i've had i did a session for my colleagues in the philippines and unbeknownst to me they had they're not in singapore it's it was pretty heavy regulations at the time. I got a bunch of cupcakes and a smoothie and a coffee just before I was about to dial in. They said, we didn't want you to miss a coffee if we would have had Uh it together. So these are the small steps and they cost you not much as an organization. So first thing is to build that care and the culture will translate. The second is managers need to acknowledge that we are not trained to do this, right? When we are managing people, it's okay to say, hey man, we're sorry we'll work it another time, another way. And last is the tech, again, hammering on the same point. If the tech fails, then you can't really do much, right? So sending over, I know an, an ex-employer of mine had discussions around sending over furniture uh, even the pandemic was just taking off and we had no idea what's happening. Maybe taking care of ergonomic chairs and sending over so people do not have long-term issues. All these things, I think culture in essence is care and there are plenty of ways and good examples of doing that. Before I close, there was one thing that stood out. There was a drive in, again in a, in a competitor I heard from some friends that when the pandemic started, they made sure they picked up the phone to every single person and said, "Hey, how are you feeling today?" And no work just picked up the phone and if that itself was such a big factor that you feel a part of it, something bigger, You want to work with people who care. And at the end, if the tech enables you, I think it's success all through.
0: I think I love that. The culture is care. I think that's fantastic. And I I do agree that, you know, I mean, when you're in the office, you're not always talking about work. A lot of times you're just saying, hey, what's up? You're talking, having a coffee or getting a snack and you're chatting and it's not just work-centric, right? So I think that's, uh, I think those are some great points. But that was the last question I had. Did you have any final thoughts, any final insights you wanted to share?
1: Sure, I think there's some point things that I wanted to suggest in this conversation. Sure. One obviously is the place we are in terms of the word hybrid. And I'm guilty of it myself. We talk a lot about hybrid. I think we have to reiterate that it's not one size fits all. It, we cannot apply similar models where to be honest, activity-based working got to the place where we were so mature in that programming that we could apply a lot of the same concepts across different organizations because mm-hmm. if you break any business down, we have four or five buckets of how it runs. So sales, admin, marketing, standard standard buckets of business can be applied. So we understand that took us 15 years. I think post-SARS this stuff started, which is an interesting point because we are now in another pandemic and another <laughs> revolution. So I think... What I would urge our occupiers and clients and colleagues to do is to really make the effort of bespoking strategies, especially at this time with a lot of care designed for those organizations. Uh, the second piece I would say is let's not be afraid to fail. A lot of times people would like to say, hey, we tried something, didn't work, so let's scrap the whole thing. Our global head of research, Dr. Lee Elliott says as well, so fail, fail fast, but do it in small increments where risk is very low. So small pilots are the key, I would say. And lastly, uh, around the beyond hybrid conversation we've had, and I've really enjoyed it, uh, is that tech is not the solution, it's an enabler. But we also need to make sure that when we're looking at savings, uh, I would say take your first three years of saving and invest it all in tech, if possible, as an occupier, because that's going to serve you very well for the long term. At least that's what we've seen.
0: Thank you, Samarth. So